Bonnie Parker Pierce. Let's talk about our past and determine our future. I think we are all familiar with what discrimination is, but did you realize that we're looking at it from the outside in when we talk about it? How about discrimination of women by women? In this episode, I look at both types of discrimination, white feminism versus, you know, just feminism, and the use of nicknames to call out women who have used their white privilege in the worst ways. Fighting discrimination from all angles? It's a big job. Let's get started. In episode 11 of DOF, we talked about how to teach children about gender rights. Gender norms are everywhere, and I mean everywhere. Children are learning about gender from the moment they are born. Boys learn as early as four years old that boys and men are expected to suppress emotions. The only acceptable emotion is anger or masculine aggressive behavior. This behavior is often encouraged, or at least expected. Girls learn that they shouldn't interrupt, that they should listen well, and that their showing of emotions or aggression is seen as negative. In that episode, one recommendation we discussed is to buy lots of books about strong female characters, female historical figures, and stories that show girls and women breaking those gender norms. This can extend to cartoons and children's shows, and even school projects. Our public education system is still heavily weighted toward learning about important men in history, and we can help to balance that by teaching our kids about important women in history. Gender discrimination is defined as unequal treatment or perceptions of individuals based on their gender. Gender discrimination arises from differences in socially constructed gender roles. Sexual harassment is an example of illegal gender discrimination. This type of discrimination has a long history. Before the passage of the Equal Pay Act of 1963 and the Civil Rights Act of 1964, newspapers in the U.S. ran separate help-wanted sections in the newspapers, one for men and one for women. It was not uncommon for the same job to be posted in both sections, but with lower pay scales for women. Since the passing of both of these acts, the pay disparities between men and women has narrowed, but the gap is still there. Some employers still resist paying equally for equal work, even creating different job descriptions in order to pay women less. According to the EEOC, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, sex discrimination involves treating someone, an applicant or employee, unfavorably because of that person's sex. Gender discrimination can be difficult to spot, or pretty easy. If a man gets a job and has significantly less qualifications than a woman who also applied for the same job, it can be easy to prove discrimination. If the behavior in the workplace is more subtle, like women who are continually interrupted during meetings by male colleagues with no repercussions, it can be more difficult to prove or fight against. Calling a transgender person by the incorrect pronouns is another form of discrimination. It's less reported, but gender discrimination can even come from women in positions of power at companies and organizations and negatively affect other women. In June 2020, 
Black former employees of website Refinery29, or R29, came forward to create a Twitter hashtag, at Black at R29, and used it to communicate about Black employees being paid less than white counterparts, the lack of Black women in top leadership positions, and other forms of discrimination. Editor-in-chief and co-founder of R29, Christine Barberich, who is white, initially fought against the allegations, but eventually resigned. Then in July, Amy Emmerich stepped down as Refinery29's president and chief content officer. The remaining leadership at R29 promised that the company would change hiring and retention procedures, investigate claims from current and former employees regarding a toxic workplace, and analyze their pay equity. Another company, Essence Communications, which is considered a pioneer in Black lifestyle magazines, was discussed in an essay, The Truth About Essence, signed by Black Female Anonymous. The name stood for a group of Essence employees. The essay described Black women being paid unequally, sexually harassed, bullied, and intimidated. It demanded the resignations of Rich Lou Dennis, owner and CEO, and other leaders. Shortly after the essay's publication, Dennis stepped away from the CEO role, although he still owns Essence Communications. Two independent law firms were hired to investigate the allegations. One firm reported that employees did feel overworked and underappreciated, felt no recognition or rewards were given for hard work, and felt no work-life balance. This was attributed to poor planning and lack of communication from management. It was also noted that there was a lack of transparency for pay and promotions procedures. However, both independent firms found that there was no evidence that leadership at the company engaged in behavior that led to a toxic workplace. Prior to researching this episode, I did not know that there were different forms of feminism or the fight for gender equity. But yes, there are. People of color who fight for these rights often note that they do not get support from white women. I think we can see from the R29 example that we just discussed that white women, or maybe any woman, can be just as guilty of discrimination as any man. Experts have noted that Black people who advocated for civil rights for their race and ethnicity also often advocated for women's rights at the same time. These historical figures are often known for both types of event participation, speeches, and other actions for both race equity and gender equity. Correctly advocating for women of all races and ethnicities is called intersectional feminism. Those who study this find that it often doesn't exist, that white women rarely understand, collaborate with, or agree to fight for feminism for everyone. As we discussed in episode 4 about racist policies, the primary recipients of diversity-focused hiring has been white women, not black people or people of color. In this and in other arenas of life, feminism is often just another form of white supremacy carried out by white women. It is dangerous because feminism as a cause seems like a noble and virtuous goal for someone to have. Unfortunately, it can disguise a lack of understanding about what black women or women of color face as obstacles in their lives. Writer Tamela Gordon says that she is giving up on intersectional feminism. And this quote from her 2018 article explains why very well. Quote, The notion that white women will magically take accountability for their dismissal, bias, and mean girl spirit, 
and become the kind of gals who are all about passing the mic to black and brown sisters? Unheard of. actually feel kind of sorry for people actually named Karen. I wonder if they have difficulty with this name now. But then, I found that there are a few names that have lent themselves to bad behavior in racial discrimination. Here's a short history. Miss Anne is one of the first examples of nicknames for white female superiority. Black people who were perhaps still in slavery or perhaps free but still employed in white homes would talk about Miss Anne so that white people who overheard would not realize that they were referring to the white woman who was the female head of that household. Permit Patty. Unlike the Karen nickname, this nickname appears to have started over a single incident. In 2018, a white woman named Allison Edel called the police on a black mother and her eight-year-old daughter who were selling water on the sidewalk outside her apartment. The 15-second clip that the mother recorded went viral. Barbecue Becky. This incident also occurred in 2018. On April 29th, a white woman named Jennifer Schulte called the police at Lake Merritt, Oakland, on two black men who were using a charcoal grill to cook meat in a designated grilling zone. Of course, it was recorded, posted, and went viral. Almost a month later, on May 22nd, people organized an event called Barbecuing While Black and attracted hundreds of others. But the use of the name Becky seems also to have come from Sir Mix-a-Lot's 1992 hit, Baby Got Back. Come on, just admit it. You know all the lyrics. Remember the beginning of it? Oh my god, Becky. (laughs) It's presumed that the video poster was using the name Becky for that reason. Recent women, nicknamed Karen, have done things like cough on a couple who confronted her about not using a mask in a grocery store, called the police on a person of color who was stenciling Black Lives Matter on his own property, and, of course, calling the police while in Central Park because a black man asked her to put her dog on a leash. Other examples include waiting in Starbucks, working as a home inspector, shopping at Nordstrom Rack, and sleeping in an Ivy League dorm common room. White women called the police on all of these incidents. Experts say that the common thread running through the use of Miss Anne, Permit Patty, Barbecue Becky, and Karen is that these women all use their white privilege as a weapon to keep others in their place. Many employers have taken steps to prevent and minimize gender discrimination, such as creating a zero-tolerance policy for discrimination setting up a process to investigate claims of this behavior, and providing training courses for employees to promote cultural changes within the company. This is a good start, but needs to be followed by everyone in a workplace looking out for discriminatory behavior, subtle or otherwise. As we've talked about in many other episodes, policy change is important, but must be matched by a cultural shift among a majority of people to be finally successful. To all of us white feminists out there, yep, I know I'm one of them, we need to start understanding the much larger struggles of black women and women of color. These women face more struggles than we can imagine, and we need to fight for them at least as much as we fight for ourselves. These thoughts can be uncomfortable, 
as many thoughts and internal conversations we've had this year have been uncomfortable. But thinking this through is so important. We need to realize that we must learn more and advocate for each other across races, ethnicities, and all other categories. See my show notes for all of the research I used in the making of this episode. Music credits are as follows. Gravitational Waves, Departures, Midwinter, Sea Change, and Recreation are all by Airtone. Aether Theories is by Vidian. See the full credits in the show notes. Time for cross-promotions. Please visit Nikki Chun's site, kaulanakahale.org, to find lectures from Kumu or teachers about Hawaiian culture, current events, music, hula, and many other topics. Check out the Facebook group Listen and Change. This group originated in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. It's a place to grow and provide forward momentum towards social and racial justice. The admins ask members to be kind and choose integrity, and I feel that it's a safe space to talk about these issues. Please come join the Determine Our Future Facebook group page. You can join in the conversation about social change and even help me create future episodes. Also, you can find me on Twitter at LParkerPierce or hashtag DetermineOurFuture. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Determine Our Future. You might also like Episode 10, Globe University and Minnesota School of Business Minisode. Go have a listen to that right after this. It's pretty short. New episodes drop each week on Mondays, so please subscribe to hear more. Other ways to help me reach more listeners is to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Recommend this podcast to someone else. Or join the Determine Our Future Facebook group and share the group on your Facebook page. If you want to get access to episodes before they even drop on the podcast apps, access to resource pages for each episode, and more, please go to determineourfuture.com and subscribe to emails. I send out emails once a week, and I'll talk about current and past episodes and provide those resource pages. Also, I'll tell you how to access DOF episodes days before they officially drop. Here's another extra. I had an update on episode 19, and I dropped it only to email subscribers. So, if you want to get in on that, go to determineourfuture.com and subscribe to those emails. I look forward to hearing from you. Parker Pierce. Let's talk about our past and determine our future. Thanks for listening to Determine Our Future. See my transcript for all of the research I used in the making of this episode. Music credits are as follows. 
gravitational waves, departures, sea change, recreation, urban blues, black snow, forgotten land, and night walk are all by air tone. Aether Theories is by Vidian. And Isolation Swing is by Admiral Bob. See the full credits in the transcripts of each episode. Make sure to follow the podcast on your app so new eps are always available to you whenever you are ready to listen. Talk to you again next week.